Youth in the foster care system face a difficult road that includes changing environments and foster families. Consider in addition to that the emotional trauma children experience who have to live apart from the siblings they know and love. You'll hear from Executive Director Stacy Sanders how her organization, Elevating Connections, helps reconnect siblings and reestablish beautiful bonds on this episode of Making Our World Better. Welcome to the Making Our World Better podcast, where you will find motivation and encouragement through lively conversations with inspirational people who every day are making our world a better place. Now, here's your host, Jay Clark. Welcome to the podcast. I am Jay Clark, and I am excited to welcome Stacy Sanders, Executive Director of Elevating Connections, an awesome nonprofit making a difference for children. Stacy spent 10 years as a CASA coordinator and dependency and neglect program manager for advocates for children. Stacy is a strong and passionate advocate for youth in foster care, especially separated siblings. Can't wait to hear more about that. Stacy is always also passionate about helping youth post emancipation find their voice and speak their truth through spoken word, song, comedy, and art. Stacy is recognized by the Office of Child Representative as a subject matter expert for the sibling relationship. Stacy worked and testified with incredible young people from Project Foster Power, who created the Sibling Bill of Rights to ensure that sibling relationship is maintained and supported by all the adults in their lives. Stacy has two sisters who remind her every day how important the sibling relationship is to our overall well-being. She is the aunt of four, a niece and three nephews, who are the light of her life. She's born and raised in Colorado, and bless her heart, she's a diehard Broncos fan, which that's tough to admit these days. But Stacy, thank you so much for joining me today. Jay, it's really great to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, and I will say the Broncos are making it really, really hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start simple. And I would just love for you to, to describe Elevating Connections and your mission to somebody that doesn't know anything about it. Yeah, I uh, love talking about it. So um, I founded the organization about eight and a half years ago uh, for two purposes. Um, people don't realize, and I didn't realize when I started in child welfare, how frequently siblings are separated from one another. Wow. Um, yes. And so while there um, are efforts made to keep kids together and siblings together. There's no one in the state of Colorado then or now that's been focusing on the sibling relationship, the way elevating connections mm. is. So we started um, because we had a summer camp that we run for kids uh, for the siblings that are separated and decided that while that camp is absolutely amazing and we continue it today, um, one week a year is not enough. And so Elevating Connections was founded to support the sibling relationship all year long. And when I started and with the, the lovely board that started with me, um, I knew that I wanted to work with older youth and that the arts was going to be part of everything that we do. Um, I had the dream of being a ballerina, of course, when I was younger. And um, since I'm not talented enough for that, um, I'm a theater buff. I paint and I know the importance of the arts to yeah. everybody and the healing power of the arts. Right. So we didn't quite know what that was going to look like when we started, but we sure do now. Um, awesome. So, yeah, we have two lines of programming, our sibling connections and our youth connections programming. Well, and let, let's dig into that a little deeper. I mean, I know yeah. the foster care system has got to be super complex and tough to navigate. 
But when did you realize that there was really a need for an organization like Elevating Connections? So um, I started in child welfare in 2011 um, and quickly learned that siblings are separated and the impact that has. I mean, if, if everyone takes a moment to think about that, if you're not familiar with the foster care system and you come home from school one day and your sisters are or brothers are in another home and you're told that you're going elsewhere. Um, the impact of that is as traumatizing, if not more so than leaving than the right. abuse suffered in their home. Um, so it wasn't long after our second year of camp, which was in 2014, that it was clear that the kids that were serving need more contact and need more support and need, and the adults in their lives needed more education oh. on how to do that. Um, and so that's when it was, there was a discussion had, um, with some folks that I work with and it was very clear we needed to do something that provided year round programming. Well, I'd love to, to talk about that a little bit more too, because there has to be just multiple layers of trauma that the kids are dealing with here. A being in the foster care system to start with is traumatic. Then I, you know, I can't even get my head around the well, like you're just saying, the trauma of being separated from your your siblings. So talk about the programming that you guys do to, to help the kids deal with all this heavy trauma. Yes. One of the focuses that we have um, is building connection and community. Um, and so helping all of the youth that we work with understand what that means and then the importance of connection. But with the siblings specifically, we have monthly sibling connecting events. Uh, So they have the opportunity to come together. This month we are making calming jars and there's other art projects and we always have lunch um, and other games and activities where the kids just get to be kids. So we do those monthly. And together. They get to be together. together. Yes. They get to be together and they get to be with other kids who are in a similar situation. So Uh everyone kind of understands right. we um, our flagship program for the sibling uh, relationship is our summer camp called camp connect um, and we strengthen the sibling bond and it's a fabulous week of camp at camp shady brook in deckers it's a ymca camp and um, it's mostly volunteer run i have uh, myself and my camp director who is a paid staff. Um, and they get to do all the things kids get to do at camp. They swim in a lake, they do archery, they do art projects, they hike, they, um, we have a carnival night, there's a variety show that they do all the things. Um, and it's really an amazing week. It's an emotional week. It's a tough week. We work with, yeah, we work with the kids to help them through their, triggers that they have at camp because like you said the trauma is real i have licensed clinical social workers on my team that are there for those moments um and then we also do lots of advocacy and education so with caseworkers with guardians ad litem who represent the children with parent attorneys with judges uh with foster parents with the family kin providers casa volunteers So everyone can work together um, for the sibling relationship from the beginning of a case opening. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about how you're integrating, you know, your passion for arts and 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 how that the therapeutic value of that is is kind of integrated in your programs and and how the kids benefit. 
So our arts programming started kind of on a fluke in 2018. I had the opportunity to hear a poem written by a young lady um, writing about being separated from her brother. Mm. And I knew in that moment, that was February 2018, I'm like, we have to do something with this because I can tell their stories all day long, but they're not my stories to tell. And so from that, we created an annual poetry jam. Um, And it started with a series of workshops. So the kids come to workshops at various locations. Uh, We feed them. They get the opportunity to write whatever they want to write about, speak about whatever they want to speak about, because it's their story. Um, And there are no parameters other than we do want them just to tell a piece of their experience um, growing up. But they can say what they want. We don't edit their story because it's their story. And so we, for the last, since 2018, we've had six jams, even during the pandemic, they're like, Stace, we need to keep doing this. So we did it online. Um, Mm -hmm. But we run a theater, they get on a stage and you can physically see the difference in them after they've shared these powerful stories about their depression or their abuse. And and they don't go into graphics about their abuse, but what the impact is. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing that has gotten me every year that I did not expect is that every single one of them is, has a line of hope in, in, in their work that this can be better, that this isn't going to define me. And um, it's an amazing experience for them. And they come off the stage and their faces um, are smiling and relief and there's tears sometimes and they feel really proud of themselves and empowered and heard by their community. That's awesome because you guys, you're dealing with tough, heartbreaking situations. I bet these stories are just rip you to shreds. Yes. But, but those successes, when you see a kid being changed, that has to be what makes it worth it and how the heaviness of this doesn't, you know, you don't take this home and, and everything else. Is that right? That definitely helps. Yeah. It's those moments um, where they, they walk up to me or some of our facilitators and say, I can let that go now, or that was amazing. Or thank you for the opportunity. All of those things. Um, It's the same when we have a a kid at camp come up to me and say, Miss Stacy, um, I had a 17 year old boy do this a couple years ago, say, Miss Stacy, I um, can't thank you enough. My sister and I have never had this kind of time together. Wow. Um, and it's those moments that I'm like, okay, the, yeah, we're, um, we're on, we're on to something. Work. Yeah. And <laughs> so, and it doesn't nor- normally feel like work to me because they're so amazing um, and the kids deserve somebody to speak up for them. And so that's what we're building here is a um, infrastructure and an organization that can not only speak, help them speak up for them, but show them how to speak up for themselves. Right. And And that's uh, through the art. And that's how we do that. They find their voice. They, well, they've already found their voices. They have their voices inside. We help them use their voice in a variety of art modalities. That's a great um, way to frame that. Yeah, because we all have the voice. It's just bringing it out. Yep. Um, and in the time that we've done our arts programming, we have, I have a um, wonderful human being named Chuck Roy, um, who is a comedian, 
He uh-huh. is a professor at the Community College of Denver um, and who has embraced our mission several years ago when he emceed our dinner. And we've now brought comedy into our storytelling and our arts because I don't know if people pay, when people go to a comedy show and you pay attention to what their stories are, it's their story. Right. And some of them are dark, but yeah. people can laugh at the darkness because we all the shared human experiences that we all have something. Yep. And so we now have um, Ben Michaels, who is also um, a producer and actor, uh, um, teacher. He's teaching improv. We have a new artist on board, Adelina Gonzalez, who is incredible. And so we have some activities in art and they were at camp helping us out. So our expansion of people who are helping us and ways that allows the kids to express themselves in whatever art modality they want is amazing. We have musicians. Um, it's incredible. That is and, awesome. Yeah. Well, I know that, you know, having an adult voice or an advocate or just somebody that will let these kids know they're being heard yes. makes such a difference. So what, what are the qualities you're looking for and what are some of the opportunities that you have for people to volunteer? Cause volunteerism, like most nonprofits is really what keeps you going. It is absolutely what keeps us going. We have some fantastic volunteers, but as we continue to grow, we have more opportunities. So yep. Uh, We are offering more and more workshops in different art modalities. So we need folks to um, one or two volunteers to help us be there and run those and be extra adults, make sure the food is out, those kinds of things. They get Mm -hmm. to watch the kids. They can also interact with them. Um, We always need camp counselors. We have camp the first week of August. We always need camp counselors. Um, We need folks to help volunteer for our sibling connecting events to come out to the park or the um, swimming pool or the wherever we are. um, to spend time with them. We, I would love folks that um, like to fundraise um, or we have some board openings. Um, We're always looking for new board members who want to serve our mission Um, and always looking for new artists and new art modalities. I would love, 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 love to offer some dance classes and opportunities, because that's a whole other form of expression. So um, if you've got an art um, or a talent that you think you could uh, benefit from, I'd love to talk to you. Well, this is what's great about an organization like yours. From a volunteer standpoint, you don't have to have any, I'm sure there's positions where you need some Mm -hmm. letters after your name, but for the most part, it's if I'm passionate about you know, fill in the blank, there's a way that you can apply that to really make a difference for these kids. Yes, absolutely. We are planning. I'm so excited about this. Um, The Poetry Jam is amazing, but we need more opportunities for our youth to express themselves. So we're planning an arts festival for next May. May is Foster Care Awareness Month, and I fully Mm -hmm. intend that this will be an annual event. give them an opportunity to not only display their work, but perhaps sell it um, and show our community how incredible these young people are. They don't ask to be in foster care. It's not their fault. Um, They're not broken. They're not damaged. They've had trauma and they just need folks to believe in them. And so if anyone wants to, we need sponsors, we need volunteers for that day. Um, We're heavy duty planning for that for May 4th. 
Well, unlike any nonprofit, there's always a challenge when it comes to the fundraising piece and um, programming space and all of that. But what do you see as your biggest challenges with elevating connections right now? You know, it is the funding piece Um, and it. Um, it is the challenge for every nonprofit. We write grants all the time. I've been successful with grant writing, but that's not enough to sustain an organization. So um, we're always looking for small businesses that want to support us, individual donors. I would love more folks who want to donate on a monthly basis. Uh, Recurring donors are really um, help support an organization. Yeah. For sure. And this will this was kind of a tough question. I always like to ask, though, is can you think of any of your favorite success stories from over the years? Um, oh, my, that's a great question. Um, always hard to choose. It is hard to choose. <laughs> I think, um, you know. I think the. um it's the littler moments that are actually the most powerful. And so um, what I tell my team is that we're building moments for these kids because they're transient, right? They move placements we don't know. And so it's those moments that I look for. Um, For example, there's, this will stay with me forever for camp in 2018. um, We were doing an introductory game and I had a 10 year old girl um, and the question was, what's your uh, most memorable day this year? And she said today, because I'm seeing my brother for the first time in three years. Whoa. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Um, and so the other, I think, great success that we have is um, more and more people are understanding the work we do. And I'm, I'm we're fortunate enough to have some really incredibly kind, talented, dedicated people who are helping us out and helping the youth out. Um, And so for an organization, we literally started with a couple thousand dollars in the bank. I worked seven years at my other job while building this organization before I went full time. So knowing that we have more opportunities for the young people we serve now um, is pretty incredible. And how are you finding or how are they finding you, the the young people that you're serving? Um, So we work with there's all sorts of nonprofits in the state that work with this population. So I work with a lot of them, Um, but also all the departments of human services. There are 64 counties in Colorado and 64 departments of human services. I work with Colorado, Colorado Department of Human Services, attorneys, CASA volunteers. We reach out to anyone that works with the kids that we work with. That's awesome. So this kind of work that you're doing is definitely not for the faint of heart. Was there, was there an aha moment for you that you look back on when you're with CASA or, or with this elevating connections that you're like, I have to do this. Um, The day I got my job offer for CASA, um, I was in the grocery store and I did a happy dance um, because I knew that I found the work that I wanted to do in child welfare. The moment um, and my time at CASA and Advocates for Children was um, clear to me that I personally have a voice and a perspective and a a, um, skills that I can help 
youth find their voice and use their voice. And so when I really understood the impact of the sibling relationship and being separated, it was that moment. It was camp, really. Um, the first night in 2014, um, when all the kids sat down for dinner and I looked around and I'm like, this is it. Yeah. This is where I'm supposed to be. And so Elevating Connections was born about eight months later. So um, it was just that moment of siblings eating a meal together. Oh, yeah. And and I love that you're raising awareness because, you know, if you don't understand, like you say, if you didn't know this was happening, it's like, what do you mean the siblings get separated? That's exactly. Just the, the yeah. And whole hard fact of the system, I guess. It is. And if you don't know folks who are foster parents, although well, let me let me back up and say that um, we all encounter current and former youth in foster care or know people who've adopted or are foster parents. Um, your kids are probably going to school with someone that's in foster care, things like that. But until it hits your your world. It's not something that people pay attention to. And and I get that. Um, But it also makes this a population of young people who are overlooked. Um, And so I view my part of my job as raising awareness and saying they have every right to have the same kind of childhood and adulthood that the rest of us do. Totally. I love that. And well, and, you know, the sad fact is if in a perfect world, you'd go out of business. 100%. 100%. To say you go out of business, but that's likely not going to happen. Um, so what is a big dream that you have for the future of Elevating Connections? So our long-term goal, although we're getting closer to this goal, I'm hoping the next couple of years, is we want to create one space where we have the Elevating Youth Cafe, um, our admin offices in the back and space for them to come in and we'll have our workshops and all of that. But the idea of the cafe is it's a more public um, offering for folks to learn about what we do, but it's also home base for the youth. They can learn how to uh, run a business. Um, They'll have space to perform. It will be a place for them to help us decide what that looks like. Um, There'll be a community garden outside um, and room inside a mindfulness room and a space for them to be safe and place to come look for jobs or do homework. Um, And, all of our workshops and everything can be in one spot. Um, so that's a common. That's fantastic. Do yeah. you know of any other organizations around the country that are doing this kind of work that you're doing? So there are, I have some counterparts in other states that are running sibling camps. Awesome. And some of them are doing year round programming as well. Um, and they are dedicated, wonderful human beings. Um, it's hard work, but no um, it's so worth it. On the days when I'm having a day where I am like, okay, um, I didn't get a grant or my website crashed the other day, whatever those things are, I get frustrated with the system. Um, Mm -hmm. I always remind myself that whatever I'm dealing with is not anywhere compared to what they're, anything compared to what they're dealing with. Not the truth. Wow. Um, Yeah. And they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And they deserve people to champion them. Awesome. Well, switch gears here as we wind down a little bit. And one of the things I always love to ask people is what's something that you will read, listen to, or watch today? Read, listen to. um, Okay. I wish this was more profound and more, you know, (laughs) 
Um, but here you go. I'm a big fan of the series Below Deck on. Ah. And so there's a new episode of Below Deck Mediterranean today. So awesome. That's what I'm going to watch tonight. Yep. Um, Because I need to, you know, break away from. It's true. Sometimes sometimes you just need to escape. Yep. I understand that. And a little known fact, Captain Sandy from um, Mediterranean, uh, she and her fiance live here in Colorado part time. There you Mm -hmm. go. Yeah. Fact. Yeah. So if you were to say who's a role model that you could point to that's inspired you in this work that you're doing? There's a few, but one of the um the top person is um Josefina Milliner. She is the executive director of Advocates for Children. Um, and she was my uh boss for a long time, but um she is a person with lived experience in the foster care system and um, truly a leader that cares about her people and the mission. And um, she's an incredible, incredible human. Awesome. Yeah. So other than elevating connections, is there an organization that you partner with or one that you admire that you would really love to give a shout out to? Um, Again, there's a lot, but one of them is, um, Foster Source. Uh, they're an organization that was started the uh, same time as me um, by Renee Bernard and her, and her husband, whose name just escaped me. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Um, but Renee, they are adoptive parents. And so they started Foster Source to support, <clears throat> excuse me, to support foster parents and the resources and the classes and the recertification and all the things they have to support foster parents and adoptive parents is off the charts. They're That's incredible. Awesome. Yeah. Brian. Brian is his name. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> well, Renee lastly, and, and most importantly, if somebody wants to volunteer, if somebody wants to support, become a monthly donor uh, and prop up this work you're doing, which I re- recommend everybody think about and consider, what's the best way to find you? Our website, um, which is elevatingconnections.org. Um, there's the opportunity to donate right there. And then you can fill out a contact form and it comes directly to me. Um, And then I will get right back to you. Elevatingconnections.org. We will put that in the show notes. Stacey, thanks again. Godspeed. Love the work you're doing. Uh, Admire your passion for it and keep it up. Thank you so much uh, for the time and the opportunity. I always love talking about what we do. So thanks, Jay. Thanks for listening and thanks to Stacy for her devotion to helping children separated from their siblings in the foster care system. This podcast was brought to you by JC Charity Services. Being a leader is hard and I'd love to help you thrive. You can find me at makingourworldbetter.com. To learn more about how you can support Elevating Connections or volunteer to help their awesome programming, visit elevatingconnections.org. Check the show notes for links and if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd be grateful if you'd share it with a friend. Until next time, I hope you're inspired to find a way to make our world better.